getting the best out of LinkedIn. This is the Learning Podcast with Ennio Sung. So welcome to this episode of the Learning Podcast with me, Ennio Global.media. So LinkedIn and other online mediums in general are great for building your network. But what good to network if you don't build relationships with the people you connect with? So businesses grow and serve more people by building the right authentic relationships. But many forget that part of running your business. I mean, you won't get very far by just trying to sell to everyone that you meet. So in fact, many people will just think that you're a jerk if all you do is what we're trying to sell to them. So today, I'll explore the types of relationships that should be building you for your business to grow. I'll also touch on toxic relationships that you want to avoid because they drain you. By the end, you know how to plant the seeds that you will harvest and get the benefits from for the next 10 years. Do you have connections or followers that you never engage with? Know the people you connected with some time ago, and then nothing. Happens on LinkedIn, happens on Facebook, happens on Twitter, happens everywhere. Everyone benefits from connecting with people who share your clear and consistent business and personal core values. These shared vision and aligned values brighten your soul. And they serve as a basis for strong, authentic relationships. So here's my plan for today. I'm going to touch briefly on why authentic relationships matter in business. I'm going to touch on some of the relationships that you should be building right now. I mean, these include customer relationships, friends relationships, collaborations and partnerships, and experts and mentor relationships. So I will conclude by looking at some of the ways to build these relationships. I'll also touch on toxic relationships, how you can spot them and avoid them. The building authentic relationships is everything in business. Here's why. So you're a massive step closer to your next customer when you build relationships with people. And relationships are at the heart of doing business. The flip side is what if you don't build relationships? What opportunities do you lose? Now, what potential do you let pass you by? Now, what opportunities for personal growth, for growth of your business, chance to build your legacy, do you miss? Above all, what opportunities for serving more customers will pass you by if you don't build the right relationships? So what should authentic relationships look like? That's the point of today's podcast episode. So I'm going to mention the type of relationships that you need, and I'll give some strategies that you can use to build these deeper relationships in business. The first thing that we all do and that we all know about is this transactional customer relationships. It's where we all wish that everyone would meet. We'll get the card out and ask, how much do I have to pay for your service? So getting customers is the number one strategy for business growth and relationship building for your all businesses. No matter how big you are, no matter what sector you're in, you need customers. But the reality is that only a small percentage of people that you connect with are ready to buy right now, or indeed we're ready to buy anytime soon. So you can easily brush off everyone unless they want to be your customer, but that would be a huge mistake. So I've been advised by many business coaches to only spend time on sales calls. In other words, only talk to people who you're trying to sell to and who look like they're ready to buy. But I refuse because I love meeting new people and I love finding out what people in my network do. Above all, I like, and I just love building relationships. I'll have a coffee with anyone, both in person and virtually. Don't believe me? Let's connect, send me an invite, and see if I accept. I'm sure I will accept. 
But my point is that you can't be solely focused on those who are ready to buy from you only. Because the fact is that some sales or prospects take months and years to convert into paying clients. Let me give you an example. So I recently got an email from one of my previous clients, Adele. So Adele's a business coach. She emailed me a few days ago. So Adele's email reads, Hi, Annie. I hope you are well. I just wanted to say one of the leads connected me to in the marketing campaign has landed three years after. Isn't that interesting? It goes to show. It's an interesting project, sizable, which could lead to other things too. I thought I would pass it on. See, I've maintained a relationship with Adele over the last few years, even though she stopped being a client many years ago. And even more importantly, Adele's maintained a relationship with the connection that we made with her on, for her on LinkedIn for the last three years. Now, so three years later, they can begin to reap the benefits of working together. See, I will say that when you only do sales calls, you would just burn up potential relationships fast. Let's face it. Successful businesses build relationships in networking settings because we know that people will be interested in buying from you until they know, like, and trust you. After all, would you run around the networking room shouting, buy, buy, buy to everyone in the room? Or do some people do it? If you do that, I can tell you that everyone will just run away from you like you're some sort of bad disease. You can't blame them. I remember going to a business junction networking event, a huge networking group in London, a few years ago. There were probably 300 odd people in the room, and it was an evening event. Suddenly, a little man walks up to me, he checked my name badge, and then ticked me off on his clipboard, on the list that he had on his board, and then he skulked off. I thought, you cheeky so-and-so. How rude. Apparently, I was not on this ideal client's list, or maybe I didn't look the part that he thought I should when he thought I might be his ideal client. Either way, I'll never know. And he will never know either. So don't get me wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong with trying to sell and making sales. I mean, to me, profit is not a dirty word at all. But there is a way to sell on social networks like LinkedIn that does not involve direct selling. I know that you sell more when you're more subtle, when you take the time to build a relationship with people until they know, like, and trust you enough to make an inquiry. So moving on from the customer relationship, the next type of relationship we know many of us need and can benefit from. Like I say, I talk to lots of people, right? And many people I talk to are often surprised. And I, I never tell them what I actually do because I just enjoy making friends and building relationships more than anything else. At the same time, as I'm making friends with anyone that I'm talking to, I'm trying to work out whether I can help you. You know, it's easy to underestimate the value of having friends in business and making friends starts with being interested in the other person first and foremost. But let's face it, anyone in business knows that you will have hard days. We've had days when we feel alone, especially when, top, when you own your bit or run your business. And there's no one that you can turn to around you who understands what you're going through. I mean, it's often a stretch to expect your friends and family to get it or to indeed be interested in the struggles that you have because they just haven't run a business before. See, making friends is one of the biggest benefits of building authentic relationships. So when I say friends, what do I mean? See, I mean someone that you can have a laugh with, no strings attached, someone that you can get advice from or run things past, someone that will engage with your posts for the sake of it. You know, someone that will say good things about you and your business wherever they see you or you know, wherever you're together, or wherever, even when you're nowhere near. 
I mean, we all need raving fans about our businesses. I mean, they're like these fans, these friends that we make are like referral army of fans that will go out of their way to help you grow your business. You know, it was a one little thought about thing is that your friends in business will often say yes to attending your events and will sign up for your newsletter and follow your LinkedIn company page, even though they know there's probably little value in any of those things. But just to show interest and to help you along, they will engage with your, your events, your offerings. That could make other people then also see that you know, people are interested and then they might want to sign up too. Friendship is the basis of all my relationships in business because it's a gateway to all the other relationships that you can form. I would say treat your friends in business like you would treat your friends and family. I mean, just be yourself, be be vulnerable and show your personal interest in the other person as well as being focused on the business value that you offer. See, some friends will become your customers and vice versa. Some customers become friends in other words. Good friends will introduce you to the network and good friends will bring you referrals so that you get more clients. And when you start getting those referrals, introductions from your network, you know, your business really can start to grow without you having to constantly do marketing. See, the next type of relationship, the simple way to describe it is this. Because this goes to the next two, really. What seeds will you plant today that will benefit you in 10 years' time? So I can't speak enough about the value of making friends that you can work with in partnership. When I started off my business in 2015, I had the dream of building a team of staff who would work in my glass world office in the penthouse suites in the high rise in central London. So yeah, I had no intention of actually ever going to that office because I just hate working offices. But I thought it would just look prestigious. It would look, uh, look successful if I had staff in the penthouse suite in central London. Perfect, EC1 address, everyone will be jealous. Yeah, yeah, right. So after learning about the realities of employing and paying staff and having offices, I've had three of them so far, I've built my business on the back of amazing partnerships with people in my network. I have no problem admitting at all that my partner relationships have been key to global.media's growth over the years. So I'm able to tap into new resources, enter new markets, and streamline many aspects of running my business thereby saving money, all thanks to my trusted partners at my side. See, with almost everyone I talk with, I look to build partnerships first and foremost, especially with the people that I trust and believe are credible. That's to be authentic too. What does that mean? That basically means that they have to walk the walk and talk the talk. See, the next criteria that I look for in partners or people to collaborate with is finding common ground and identifying how we can add value to each other's time, resources, connections, or expertise. See, as you're talking to people, you know, you, you feel, you're constantly trying to work out, is there any way forward here? Can we work together? If so, how? Is it partnership? Is it being a customer? You know, is it just being a friend? When it comes to making my partnerships, if that's what I decide to go with, they join you in reality. I tend to... I want to work on a project straight away. I want to, I want to find a client that's going to benefit from our news, from our service, or from us working together straight away. So I will tend to leave most calls with partners, you know, with a cadence, I guess, a schedule of check-ins in our follow-up calls. That way we can connect and work on the project. 
I mean, having these fixed dates to follow up and carry on working together and then bring something to life is key to building authentic partner relationships. So with some partners, we create a valuable product or service that's an addition that's new for both of us. You know, with others, we may tap into each other's services to be able to do more for our clients. For yet other partners, we may do a skills or service swap to better serve our customers and often to be more effective in the services that we'll provide. The thing I look for before I declare a partnership as a partnership is that we have shared goal that we're both working towards. I and mean, that, that normally means serving more customers. That's a goal I work towards. That's a goal that I tend to focus on most of the time. Making money is not really the goal because if you serve more customers, you will make money. Of course you will. See, but with partners, we tend to have to pool our resources and share the risks to make the partnership to deliver. I mean, who wants to work with someone who is only in it for themselves? I don't. The best business relationships that I have only happen when we have total focus on mutual success and a lot of trust. See, me and my partners know that when things get tough, we'll be in it together. So I'm always gutted when partnership opportunities just fall apart. I'm always gutted when partnership opportunities fall apart, which happens when I realize that we're not sharing the risks, the resources, and the benefits. So all too often, people believe that the partnership means I bring you my clients and you just make more, more money. At the very best, that's an introduction scheme. Nothing wrong with it if you call it for, for what it is. Don't call it a partnership. You know, maybe we can look at it more as a white label supplier relationship. Again, call what we have by its name. Don't call it a partnership. A partnership and does mean something specific. Shared goals, shared interests, you know, shared resources, shared, you know, shared everything. Otherwise, it's not a partnership. So I got a message a few days on LinkedIn. That's a perfect example of what a partnership just is not. Hi, any. I'm hopeful there's potential to, co- to collaborate. We're looking for marketing agency partners. See, we set up YZ Company to support agencies with development. It's quite a unique and affordable model because you work directly with our developers and can even agree on a fixed price model. Might this be of interest? The answer is no. The reason I say no is because they're not even bothered to find out what expertise we have at global.media, given that we make many websites amongst our services. But they're not even trying to build a relationship with me. I mean, there is no shared risk, no shared expertise, It's just an income generating scheme for them. That's not a partnership to me. Partnerships mean something very specific. And when you find the right partners, your business really can go into overdrive or serve more customers. That's why I just love partnerships as a model in business. All right, on to the next type of relationship that will help you plant your seeds today that you can reap and sow in 10 years time is the industry leaders and the mentors relationships. Since the beginning of time, business leaders have been mentoring each other. What's mentoring? Mentoring is essentially where you learn from someone more experienced, right? As a fledgling entrepreneur, we gain a lot from a relationship where we can learn from someone who has more experience, we can get expert advice and potentially access the opportunities and people that can help your business grow. 
They say one of the biggest benefits of forming relationships with experts and mentors is that it's completely free and risk-free. I mean, mentors can be experts in their fields, they can be leaders in the community, or in some cases, just general business gurus. Now, sometimes they're coaches, sometimes they're advisors, sometimes they're consultants, other people who are just more experienced than you are at what you do. It's those who receive mentoring reports that the business revenue increased by 106% on average. You compare that to those who don't receive mentoring or input from an expert, and they only got a 14% revenue increase in the same period of time. See, mentors and business leaders can give you advice than the mentors and leaders can give you advice that is a lot better than you would like to get from your friends or family. I mean, their advice is normally objective and is normally based on tried and trusted business methods and practices. They've been there, seen it, and they've done it. So who better to listen to? You see, you know you've got a good relationship with a leader or an expert when you can consult them anytime you have a question. So you can act as a champion you need in your corner and that can be an invaluable contribution in your journey to build a sustainable business. So my point today, my friends, is that you need these four relationships in business. You need to focus on getting customers. You need to focus on making business friends. You need to focus on collaboration and partnerships. And you need to focus on building relationships with experts and mentors. Now, with that, you're on your way to business success. But along the journey, you know, I guess in my openness to build relationships, I've met many people who are more than happy to just jettison, to let go of, to ditch what's every day down down my life. So all these people I'm willing to get rid of. They're in a toxic relationship, so avoid category in my mind. Let me break it down for you. There are many people who would just try and carry on talking to you because all they want to do is just try and carry on selling to you. I mean, they're just persistently annoying. So the only way I can describe some people that you meet in business that you might try and put a relationship with is that you just feel a negative energy. Now, when it, every time they cross your path, you just feel that like something is wrong. You know, you don't you have you have no enjoyment of meeting or talking with them. I mean, there's zero rapport, and when you meet with them, they have zero interest in what you do, but you know that you've probably got nothing in common at all. And maybe you just feel like there's just something that isn't quite right. If that's the case, don't form a relationship with these people because, you know, it's, it's, it's not worth it. Um, yeah, bye. So that's two down. You know, there's some people that you meet who start a conversation with the line, I don't want your service, but book a call in my calendly to chat about working together. So that's another way of saying, let's have a sales call where I try to sell to you. So six out of 10 times, I'll accept the invite to see there's a friendship in there somewhere. But 100% of the time, I will never buy. So I also see a lot, a lot of toxicity with the invites that I send out for our LinkedIn audio rooms, usually from people that I don't know personally, but I've connected with, almost because they didn't want to send me a connection request in the first place. You see, there are always these four or five people, almost a week, who choose to respond in capital letters telling me that I must not invite them to my events again. And you know, I won't hide the fact that I'm a troublemaker. You know, I love mischief. So I'll usually have a laugh with them or at them, really, to be fair, because they've never shown an interest in what we do. They never engage with my posts 
and they've never engaged with anything that will do. So whining about me inviting them to events usually gets a response that literally, I don't really want to hear from them again. So what I normally do is basically say to them, look, I can't guarantee that, I, I would, that you wouldn't get my invites in future because I can't always decide what LinkedIn, who in LinkedIn invites when I click the invite button on the event page. In truth, I could easily not DM them. But if I, I'm not going to pay attention. I DM people that are on my, on my list. If you're one of them, good. If you're not, then am I too bad? And if I see, if I notice that you're one of those whingers, I won't send you a message. But anyway, if it happens, keep your knickers on, is what I say. You know, it's fine. See, but I always give these people who complain, these toxic people, the option. I would say to them, look, if you ignore my future invites, or you're just welcome to unconnect with me because you, you know, you've done nothing for me, I've done nothing for you in all this time. And either way, bye. So we've looked at the relationships, we've looked at people to avoid. Let's end with how do you build authentic relationships in business? So the first step to build in a relationship is to just connect with people as a first step, whether you connect with them on LinkedIn or follow them on LinkedIn. You say then once you're connected, do something to facilitate a proper and deeper relationship. Don't just leave, because if you just leave, nothing's going to happen. They may be proactive, they may not be proactive. You know, but you don't want to get to a situation where nothing happens. So message them to start a conversation. Better still, offer to talk to them. Now, whether it's over Zoom, whether it's a coffee, whether it's on Microsoft Meets, now literally offer to have a chat with them. Maybe even a phone call, I guess. Who does phone calls these days? Anyway. You know, make time to meet with, with, with your people in your network. Face-to-face can always lead to stronger relationships, better communication, and many other benefits in terms of relationship building. You can meet with someone, then take that chance. You might as well, because you, know, you can have a proper chat. Look, cultivate your network and relationships every day. They are part of running the business, keeping those relationships going and making them stronger. Now, meet with people in your network, and call, call them periodically. And before you make that call, or before you, before you meet with someone, ask yourself, how can I be of service and value to them? Remember, this, this isn't all about you, but it is all about them. There's that saying that people remember how you made them feel. So tap into that. And if you make someone feel, you know, feel appreciated, remembered, you know, feel important, they'll remember that. And that's what you're saying for 10 years time, and they will come back to you. So building authentic relationships starts with recognizing that everyone has their own desires, motives, and interests. I mean, be interested to find out what, what, what moves them, what drives them. As I said earlier, we have two ears for a reason. So listen to hear what they're saying. Listen to hear what's important to them. Do more listening with your two ears than talking with your one mouth and trying to sell to people. So if you get to talk to someone, don't just speak the words that come out of your mouth when you meet them. You know, add value, make it important, make it meaningful by making them see how much you care and why you do what you do. Now, that's why we always say in marketing, you know, I'm sure coaches tell you the same. Personal development experts will tell you the same thing. Start with your why. People want to know your why. When they know what drives you, then so that's what really breaks the ice. If they know your why, then they can see whether you're authentic. Are you then walking the walk to actually get to your, your mission and the reason you're doing what you're doing? See, in terms of building relationships, I say it's always important to be very, very clear in your mind 
You know, who who's your target audience? Who do you exist to serve? Why is this important? Because if you know your target audience, then you can recognize opportunities to serve them more. If you prioritize how you can help more customers as your reason for building relationships, then I know that and you know who those customers are, then you will see and recognize more relationship building opportunities. But too many people think of taking what the other person gives. For a relationship to work, think win-win. If we both win, we then we're going to stick at it and continue being friends. One of us is sacrificing, the other one's gaining, then eventually someone's going to get bored and feel cheated and then it all falls apart. To make relationships work, you have to be open to opportunities. Again, my point about listening to hear what people are saying and then explore the possibilities. Don't run off or be scared by oh, I don't know who this person is. I don't know whether I can. You know, I don't know whether... You know, if, if it sounds like I can help your, your clients, it's worth exploring the opportunities. Maybe nothing comes of it in the end, but at least explore opportunities and build those relationships. Last I would say on terms of what you need to build relationships is find creative ways to bond yourselves together with your, you know, with your friends, your partners, because there really is power in numbers in business. I'll finish today's podcast with awesome words from one of my LinkedIn friends' posts. His name is Zion Enoguru, and he's the one we call Mr. Positivity. So his post really rams home the point of today's podcast about relationship building. He says, give more of yourself, be more of service. It means to do something primarily for the benefit and goodwill of another person or group of people. When we serve, we look outside of ourselves, beyond our own problems, and seek to bring value to others. Create more value for others, and your income will increase, and your future will be brighter. Happy marketing. That's all for this episode of the Learning Podcast with me, Media. As always, if you've enjoyed listening to me, then hit the like button. Better still, want to subscribe to the learning or hitting the notification button that you'll be the first to know when the next episode drops. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Learning Podcast. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast to stay ahead of your competition on LinkedIn and head to global.media.com to find out more.